Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 160. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs, and thank you for tuning in today. Happy 2023. I hope everyone's year is kicking off the way they would like it to. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode of 2023 and the premiere of season number six. January, to me, is always this kind of bittersweet time. Bitter, maybe not so much if you live in California, but here in Toronto, I can count on one hand the number of times I saw the sun in the month of January. I also had this like never-ending cold that you might even still hear in my voice is still lingering a little bit. But it's sweet in that January represents a fresh start, a new year, new opportunities, new ambitions, and that I find very exciting. Especially when it comes to the podcast, I get really excited about who's going to be on this year, what new friends are we going to make, what new contacts will I have, which episodes are going to resonate with the listeners the most, which ones am I personally going to enjoy the most. And I have high hopes for season number six. At the beginning of 2022, you know, we were still dealing with some complications uh, when it came to interviews because of COVID. You know, when I started the podcast, it was part of my mission statement was that it was all going to be in person because that's what makes the best interviews when you can look someone eye to eye. And I was never really a fan of phone interviews. You know, Zoom did make it a little bit better because you can still see the person, but it's still not quite the same. It did always feel like a compromise to me. And I'm definitely not complaining because uh, there are some episodes from season three, four, even into five where we had to do them virtually that I'm really attached to and that I love. Episodes like LP and Adam Duritz from The Counting Crows and Rain Maida of Our Lady Peace. Opportunities that I may not have had had we not been doing this virtually. We did what we had to do. Everyone was in the same boat. And like I said, by spring last year, we were able to go back to all in-person interviews. But there was still a bit of a stigma to meeting up with people, even through the summer even. But I'd say by the fall, we were, we were getting a lot of momentum and I, we were booking a lot of interviews. It seemed like by then, like all parties were pretty comfortable with it being in person again. There was kind of less risk, less ramifications to, to meeting up in person by then. And so now I have high hopes for this year that we can ride that momentum that we, we felt in the fall. I'll tell you, I have a bit of a soft spot in my heart for season number two. Season number two, in my opinion, was probably our most successful season. We did 48 episodes in 52 weeks. And we had some of the most exciting guests, I think, on the podcast that year. Season number one, I really needed to grind and, and get the name of the podcast out there and use my contacts and make new contacts. And the end of the first year is when we got our first real push of momentum, which then went all the way through all of season number two in 2019. And it was just constant. It was just, I was booking podcasts all the time. I didn't, I had to start rejecting some because I, I didn't have time to do them all. And our numbers were peaking and we had really high profile guests and it even caught Apple's attention and they made us a featured podcast on Apple Podcasts. So then at the start of 2020, as we launched into season number three, we were actually the number one podcast in the music category in Canada. And then of course the, the pandemic hit and crushed the momentum a little bit. <laughs> but where I'm going with this is that season number five reminded me a bit like season number one, where I kind of had to grind and rebuild things a little bit now that we could go back to the way things were. And so I have this feeling that season number six is going to be representative of season number two. And I mean, I've loved every season we've done of this podcast. I've loved every opportunity. But like I said, season number two holds that special place in my heart. And I think season six holds that potential as well. 
And so enough of me rambling. Let's get into season number six. Let's get into the first episode, season number six. We've got an awesome guest for you today. And we're going to kick off this year similarly, I guess, to how we ended last year. And that's with a little bit of country music. We've got one of the hottest country acts on the planet right now, certainly in the country. They are crushing the CCMA Awards, tons of Juno nominations. They're breaking records. Today on the Adamantium Podcast, we've got the Rec Laws, who are a brother and sister duo, Stuart and Jenna Walker from North Dumfries, Ontario, which is just outside Kitchener-Waterloo area. And like I said, they've just been killing it in recent years. They released their third album, Good Old Days, in November of last year. And I met up with them at Live Nation ahead of a really big weekend they had coming up. They were doing a series of three shows over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday in their hometown and then in Toronto and in Montreal. And I really enjoyed this chat. Stu and Jenna are just really kind, sweet, down-to-earth people. They are just a pleasure to be around. They give off those Canadian-friendly vibes as soon as you meet them. And so I'm really excited for them to be doing their thing. And I'm super grateful that they were up for doing the podcast. So thank you, Stu and Jen. Now, before we get into the interview, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment, which if you're a listener of the podcast, you know is when I give five song recommendations. Maybe if you're new to the artist, for you to check out before or after the interview, or if you just want to compare favorites. But we've also got something new for the Adamantium Recommends this year. And I'm, it's something I'm surprised I didn't really think of before. But I always kind of felt this was a segment I, I'm, I'm not really sure if people pay attention or if they actually do go and check out the songs or, you know, if they forget about it or if they have to go back and find what those recommendations are. So as of now, you can find the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. And there are songs on there from every musical guest that we've had on this podcast. And it usually includes uh, one of their all-time best songs along with something that they had put out at the time of the interview. So obviously a lot of amazing songs on that playlist. And one of the purposes of the playlist is that you can listen to it and you might discover something you like that you didn't know before. And so then you could go back in the podcast as well and listen to that episode of a new artist you've just discovered. So go check it out. It's called the Adamantium Recommends Playlist and it's on Apple Music. And it also includes a couple of the songs that I'm about to tell you about. So here are five songs by the Rec Laws that you could check out before or after the interview. And I always like to kick this off with something new. So from their brand new album, Good Old Days, I recommend the song Eleven Beers, which features Jake Owen as well. And then from their 2020 album, Sophomore Slump, I recommend the song Not Gonna Not and Where I'm From. And then from their first album, Freshman Year, I'm going to recommend the song Long Live the Night and the song Feels Like That. And that's it. So definitely go check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist. And if you're a Rec Laws fan that is tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. We are so glad to have you. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it for you to hit that subscribe button and tune in again. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that is a long enough intro to kick off this season premiere episode. So let's jump into today's episode with Stuart and Jenna Walker of The Rec Laws right here on episode 160 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everybody. God bless. Stay warm. And we'll see you back here again real soon.
All right, so we're here with Stuart and Jenna from the Rec Laws. Yes. Thank you guys so much Thank for joining. Thank you for having us. Um, first of all, we, we actually have something all in common. I know you just got married. Yeah. You're getting married. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting married in June. No so, way. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Where, where are you getting married? We are getting married in Muskoka. And Beautiful. Yeah, we are super stoked. We like rented a resort for the whole weekend. What resort? It's called Port Cunnington Lodge. Okay. okay. It's in Lake of Bays. Okay. And so we have like the resort for the whole weekend, and yeah, it's gonna wow, be sweet. that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, what are you? What's your plans? It's next uh, May two four. Um, so right before. Like, yeah, like near Turkey Point ish. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's when my bachelor party is. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are you doing for your bachelor party? We don't know actually. So funny. Someone mentioned maybe doing Nashville. So mm-hmm. I've never been. Oh, so. you should. Oh, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a bit like it's totally my scene. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you would. Yeah, you'll yeah. thrive. So. Um, so that's kind of, I think, the lead idea right now. I kind of, we're trying to be very, I'm kind of leaving it up to the guys because Good. because it's at a resort. The wedding's at a resort. Like, you have to pay a fee to stay at the resort. Right. So I'm like, you guys don't want to spend money. I get it. We can do something local. But they're right. like, no, guys trip. So I'm, like, I'm up for Hell it yeah. if you are. So, fun. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. And what was yours? A bachelorette? No, 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 the wedding. <laughs> like, you don't need to tell me all the wedding that. Wedding was at our cottage, which oh, is amazing. up in Southampton, Ontario. Amazing. Close to like Salvo Beach, Port Elgin. Yes, area. Yeah. yeah. Amazing area. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. Well, we all have that in, in common. Yes. Congrats. Two 2023 weddings yeah. and one that was within a year. Big so. deals. Yeah, it is. It is. We're like in that planning i don't know yeah. if you're no yeah i'm actually like, 2024 we're like oh you're next a, year, a year okay so we're yeah. one after yes. each other there yes. you go. but yeah we're like right in that now gritty of getting everything planned and all the oh, decorations yeah yeah we're we're super excited we have this whole i mean you guys can probably relate coming from a small town and now i think you live in the city now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my fiance is like a we have this whole country mouse, city mouse thing going oh, wow. on. So, like, where we're going to end up is the big conversation. But Who's the city mouse? Who's I'm the, the city mouse. Like, okay. I grew up born raised in Toronto. And okay. she's from Angus, which is okay. a town just outside Barrie. So does she want to be more in the country? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, used to... I'm from Young and Eglinton. Okay. Like, I'm used to being... Right. Grew up. In the thick yeah, of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind so, of happy medium, well, Yeah, we got to... That's what we're working on. It's yeah. called yeah. Cambridge, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what? I kind of, like, prefer somewhere, like, along the Lakeshore area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at least then it's easy enough to get into the city. And sure. when I do stuff like this, it makes it totally. easier. Like, I come from... I hop on the subway, right? Right. You just need a backyard. Around. That's yes, all she's asking yes. for. Yeah, well, she's a big hiker. That's her thing. There you and go. so to go hiking from Toronto is kind of a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to be able to see buildings. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you got to go like at least Close an your hour. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, let's talk about the music because that's where we're here. Third album just came out, Good Old Days, yes. uh, in November. Mm-hmm. November. So, and although you guys have been making music your whole lives, I imagine, um, this is the third album in like four years. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, how, how have you guys found in this album, how have you guys grown as artists um, in this artist, or in this album in particular, mm-hmm. do you think? Well, this album's funny because it was, every song that was that's on it was put out during COVID. Right. Which was wild to look at when they were like, we can put out an album, like it's done, the album's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's not, because it just felt like time had just like, gone on forever and we just never stopped putting out music so to be able to put like a stamp on it and be like this mm-hmm. was our COVID album I guess right. which is I don't want to say that right, yeah. but it really was and I think we grew so much through that time I think you were everyone was shut away you had a moment mm-hmm. to kind of check in with yourself and what you wanted and 
and the music we put out was strictly for our fans and they made it mm -hmm. what it was because it wasn't like we were out trying to play shows for people it was them loving the music mm -hmm. so we really got to know our fans which yeah. was really cool that is awesome did you do you guys find it's really interesting to, to pick artists brains about those two years because some artists I've spoken to are like as soon as I could get out and tour like I needed to get mm -hmm. out like I was itching mm -hmm. and other people are like you know what I actually really benefited because I never had that kind of time mm -hmm. to write or actually mm -hmm. produce something that I really wanted to because I was always on tour how how do you guys felt it affected you guys as, as artists I think it was a big benefit honestly in mm -hmm. like the long run like looking back at it like it seemed like we were like at a bit of a loss because of the shows being cancelled and right. that we didn't know when the world was going to be turning again so we kind of just like took it upon ourselves to create the next project mm -hmm. and start Zoom writing which we'd never done before right. and our new single was written over Zoom in, at our cottage and like mm. I don't know a lot of production like heavy production on our end rather than just like singing the song yeah. and hoping that the guy who does, right. it, does it like great because we've expanded I think a lot with our branches of that mm -hmm. like being able to be much more hands-on with the production and the creation of the actual album right. was very awesome I think it was a growing experience and we just never stopped releasing songs we kept mm -hmm. on going like the world was still spinning and just right. every six weeks tried to release a new song oh, yeah. COVID and it paid off yeah. at least I'm hoping to with these shows coming up mm -hmm. I think it's gonna really like show so you guys able to be to you were the two of you at least able to be together yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay. yeah we yeah we were kind of like the close circle of who yeah. you were right. seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of had to because we were of doing a lot yeah. of like online stuff, like shows and stuff. Which well, in that case, it also benefits that your career is also in your family. Yes. You know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And like recording and stuff like that, we did a lot of it like in Jenna's apartment and right. like at like random places in Toronto because right. a lot of it we couldn't travel to the states. Which I mean, it's so incredible that you can. Even oh. do that. Yeah, you yeah. know, if it was the 70s, yeah. it just wouldn't have been music yeah. for two yeah. years. So. Exactly. <laughs> but it forced us to mature really fast with right, like, that side of things because we just, for so long, we're yeah. just like, we'll sing it and then you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Totally. We, we're much more in charge. It seems to, like, even in the the art for the new album, there seems to be like a little bit of a stylistic change too. Like, mm. the first couple albums, like freshman year, sophomore, like, very kind of, and even the, the, art is very kind of like collegiate mm -hmm. varsity uh, yeah. varsity yes. you know fraternity sorority kind mm -hmm. of imagery and it's kind of seemed to step a little bit aside from mm -hmm. that is there was that that uh, purposeful it was or? definitely intentional yeah. okay. yes okay. Yeah. we uh we called it uh everyone in the management team called it coastal country right <laughs> right <laughs> which is such a weird term because we didn't even know like what, how to pinpoint like, that like, but it like it needs to be coastal country I'm like okay so what is coastal country yeah. they're like we don't quite know but it's something but we right. did our photo shoot like at our cottage I like to imagine the first album being like your first year you move into res and then mm. the second one you're in a student house and then this is like this is the last year before your actual like or last summer before your last year of school gotcha. like that's what the whole album was supposed to feel like gotcha yeah very you know, cool like, very cool um I learned, so I'm, I'm a rock and roll guy at heart, cool. but I've learned a lot about country music in the last couple of years running this podcast, mm -hmm. and one thing that I, I learned that I thought was really, really cool is a lot of, someone told me that a lot of country songs stem from a title. Yeah. So you start with a title, and then you kind of uh, base what that title represents. And so something like, I wanted, the reason why I brought this up is something like 11 Beers isn't necessarily about beers, but mm -hmm. necessarily about totally. the moments or the feeling you have represented by mm -hmm. those things is that something that you guys like when you guys come together and write what kind of moments are you are, are you trying to look back at or yeah. what kind of moments do you think make a good song mm -hmm. I mean you, there, love is always a big 
big moment no matter what yeah. I feel like the best songs are about love to be honest mm-hmm. um, but it's also important for us like because we are brother and sister we like to write more of like what do we call them like lifestyle anthems lifestyle right. songs mm-hmm. where it's like where you are and the people that are mm-hmm. around you and those titles seem to come up a lot when we're writing with other people. Um, it's also for crowd interaction too. Yeah. Just like what what songs are gonna like be the most right. relatable? Like good old days, or like bridge of it goes like on a night like this. It's supposed to like basically like shut down for like thirty seconds and be like, look where we are. Like this night right yes. now, right here right. at a festival somewhere in July. You know, so it's like trying to set up those moments, writing gotcha. the songs so that you can actually create. So you actually think about that. While yes. you're even writing sure. the song about how this is going to yeah. appear live. Yeah. I yeah. think live is huge for us. Of course, like, yeah. To pull from that, to see what our fans gravitate towards. You start to, once you see it, mm-hmm. you start to write for your fans. Mm-hmm. Because they're the whole reason why you you're doing it. You see what they react yeah. to. And, yeah. Gotcha. Um, this album, you guys had the opportunity to put a couple solo tracks on there. Mm-hmm. And I heard you guys talk. This is one of the things I was trying not to listen to earlier. <laughs> but... Um, was that something that you guys had you guys done that kind of thing before and just never put it out or was this something new for you guys is it something you want to do more of yeah it was something new for sure yeah it was new yeah Yeah, it was for sure new um and it's like a little nerve-wracking putting Mm -hmm. it out like i i think a lot of it a lot of the songs we were putting out were were male dominant gotcha which is perfect and i think it allowed us to get to where we are and I think this was like an awesome gateway into like, there's also parts that I can do by myself mm-hmm. too and Stu can back up, mm-hmm. right. you know? And that was like a big step forward mm-hmm. for us. And I think uh, I think we're gonna continue to do it. Yeah. Um, we've both been writing separately, which has been great. And then coming together, I think our next album will be- Even closer to what like, we're- Yeah. What right. we imagine the next class to be. Yeah. Where you think you're going. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I guess nerve wracking in that if, if someone doesn't like it, it's I'm, all on me. Yeah, right, right, like okay. you're a loser, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys generally, like when you guys write, do you st- like start to end songs together or do you kind of come with your own ideas? How does how does the writing process work for it's you guys? It's so different every time. It's, yeah. Mm. Um, we d- definitely have titles. Like throughout the year, I, I right. have like a thing in my phone that's just titles. Exactly what I've, I've heard before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll walk in and the person's like, I have a track. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, like the whoever's tracking that day, okay. whoever you're writing with. Sometimes we'll have a whole produced song, but no words to the mm-hmm. song. When you hear it, you can kind of be like, oh, that feels like it should be saying this. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's good too being, and again, being, I mean, sibling, same in rock and roll music, sibling bands always make the tightest bands. Yeah. And so it's like, it's also maybe... Like, if you have a title, it might spark inspiration. Totally. Let's do yes. it, too. Right? Oh, yeah. So. We, I always say that Jenna, um, I can never figure out how to start the song, and Jenna always writes the first verse. Like, okay. I'm a right I'm off, great the off the bat. Is there someone <laughs> yeah. who's, like, better at verses, someone who's better at choruses? Jenna's, great at, Jenna's great at creating the final hook going into the chorus, too. Okay. And the first line of the song, I can never think of either of right. those. And Jenna first always line's, like, the spit. key one. Yeah. Like, Jenna always spits them in. Yeah. But Stu's really great. Like, Stuart can produce songs. He's really great at, like, the chorus and the overall putting it together. Gotcha. I can't. I it's, can't it's a, do it's that. It's a group effort. It's <laughs> right. a group effort. <laughs> I'm there just to be like, I don't know. I think I feel like I see songs from a fan perspective. Yeah. Rather right. than like. Which is so useful. An artistic mm. perspective. Is that weird to say? No, I don't know. That's how I feel. I feel like I can see it from like standing in a crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys. 
I always find musicians, they originally started as music fans. Totally. Like, what do you want to hear when you go to a concert? Right, and mm-hmm. we get into like a car and we turn on country music. Right. Like it's not like we're doing it because mm-hmm. it's our job. We are huge fans of yeah. country music. Mm-hmm. Like we still try to like buy, try and scrounge for tickets right. to see the next person in concert because mm-hmm. we love that. And I guess like, especially now that it was kind of leading into my next question, touring with people like yeah. Dean Brody and stuff, you get to pick up not only from their experience and their mm-hmm. genius, but like what their fans react to. Right. 100%. Yeah. Even, oh, maybe that won't, that wouldn't work for us or whatever. Yes. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's been such a, we've been so blessed with our team and stuff because like people like Dean and G.A. Eagleson mm-hmm. and stuff have been cutting songs that we write. So we'll have mm-hmm. too many songs for the album and they'll go into the overflow and our team will be like, here's a couple and show right. Dean and Dean's cut three of our songs. Like yeah. it's amazing. Like yeah. it's just such a blessing and an entirely different beast in itself songwriting. What was that like for you guys the first time? Obviously I'm I'm assuming you were probably Dean Brody fans ahead oh. of time. Oh yeah. Like especially coming from a small town in Ontario, like does that is there a surrealty to your career? Yeah, it seems yeah. like a, it Crazy. seems like like doesn't seem real sometimes. Yeah. Like he'll text well. sometimes and be like, "Hey, can you believe our songs at double platinum?" And I'm yeah. like, "I literally listened to your first record." Right. A thousand times when I was like yeah. twelve years old, so it's yeah. just really weird. Now like, you're texting me about a song we did together. Yeah. Totally, yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it is crazy. I don't think about it enough, but it is wild. Is there times you gotta pinch yourself basically and be like, "This, oh yeah, this is a little yeah. bit." Yeah, I think the, I think our life happens really quickly, and then you sort of you just, you don't take it in. Mm-hmm. I really need to take it in. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and actually, several several like I asked, and I've said it on the pod, but I've. I've asked, I asked the Goo Goo Dolls. I was like, yeah. when you wrote Iris and it was right. the biggest song on the planet, like, did you get to enjoy any of that or was your life, they were like, he's like, it's my biggest. Regret. I, not regret, but he's like, if I could give myself advice was just take a breath and enjoy it. But he's like, in the moment, we were just like, just, just go, yeah, just yeah. go. Yeah. Flying over here, flying over there, touring for two years right. straight, you know? Like, and at the moment, like, you don't I don't even, even remember. Yeah. At the moment, you don't even you know? care about the song because you're like, I gotta p- create the next song. Exactly. That's gonna do that. You gotta like, back up. Maybe yeah. a song, this will be the Always on edge. Yeah. yeah. And so, do you guys ever, and I mean, probably a good thing about having each other get too, do you get to remind yourself, okay, you know, like, take oh, a yeah. step back, enjoy the moment. Yeah. If yeah. one of us is in our heads, the other one is like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, nobody like, knows you better are. than your brother and totally. sister. Totally. So, right. yeah. yeah, exactly. That's really cool. You guys have set crazy records too, like the fastest Canadian country song to hit, uh, <laughs> to hit platinum. Right. Yeah. To have a million yeah. streams or crazy. whatever. CCMA, CCMA awards, Juno nominations. Does that, how, how do you digest that? You know, like, how, right. do you, how, does, how do you digest it? Do you look at it as, as motivation or reassurance yeah. that, you know, okay, we're doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's both. Um, but then also, like, there's, like, my negative mind where it's, like, got it. I mean, you got to keep that up because then next year, if you're not invited, then you're, right. Right. Then you're not doing it right, mm-hmm. and, which is, like, that's the problem. Do you feel a pressure from, from success? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, I remember... Five years ago, I remember, like, if I thought about a gold record, I was like, if I get a gold record or if I get a number one, I'm that's done. it for me. That's, right. that's a happy, great story. I can say that I did that in my life. Yeah. And now that we've had, like, two platinum songs and, like, however mm. many golds or whatever, I'm like, I need ten times this. I mean, it's <laughs> like, the I double-edged sort of yeah. ambition, yes. right? It's yeah. ambition. It's never fully mm-hmm. satisfied. Yes. There's always another step. Totally. You know? exactly. Our little sister said to me couple weeks ago and like a part of me is like always chasing the next thing like we're talking about right but she was like and I was worried about something I don't know 
constant. But she was like, Jenna, this is kind of like morbid and weird. She's like, you could die tomorrow. She's like, if I was you and I died tomorrow, I would be so proud. Right. And I was like, damn, no one's ever said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always just like, go, 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 mm-hmm. go. Because if you like, don't. What's next? Did Georgia say that? Virginia did. Oh. I know. It's weird to get words of wisdom from Jen. I know. Jen. I was like, Jen, that meant so much to me. No one, I didn't need it to hear that. She's like and the then baby as soon sister. as I heard that, I was like, oh, great. I can keep going. I'm really right. great. Yeah. Well, and you can, you can, like, it is. When you literally, like, stop and smell the roses, it's like, you've probably done more in the world than 99.9% of the people. And it's like, you can, you can, you know. Yeah. Embrace that. Yeah. We've been, at, we've been but, very blessed. We've been lucky. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the moment, why not? Go for the next thing. I mean, that's right. the amazing thing about ambition is there's no there's no end. There's no there's right. end. There's the double that's short. There's no end. Right. So it's great. There is more you can do, but at the same time, you always want the next. Exactly. So take me take me back to the very beginning. Tell me about uh, the Yeehaw Adventure Farm. Oh, goodness. That's where we had all started. <laughs> yeah. So our parents, we moved out to this farm. I was pa- a great Paint like, me a picture. Okay. Moved out. It was like grandfathered in this farm. Yeah. Our dad got a call one night. It's like midnight saying from a realtor saying that he was like his great uncle his I great uncle actually, was yeah. selling the farm and they were going to family members first to be like do you okay, want it right and our dad was like yep i want it so it just right over the phone had not seen it we went out it was like goosebumps like terrifying mm-hmm. inside the cotton mansion yeah, yeah. okay it was, it was there needed lots of work like Tons. yeah okay. so much yeah so there was three kids at that point <laughs> moved out of the farm our mom got pregnant another kid another kid five kids on this farm and our mom was like we i can't be out here and have these kids have nothing to do sit in the house all day yeah. right. so we're going to have a pumpkin patch and we'll just sell pumpkins that's what we'll do but our dad's takes it's probably like where that. we get the ambition from is right okay. and expands He's it the idea guy yes huge okay. and then all of a sudden we're dressed up like the beverly hillbillies Amazing. and we're putting on accents in southern ontario <laughs> <laughs> his name's billy buck my name's fancy and we're doing like pig races haunted house haunted Amazing. Yeah. open weekends in october to the public like just a very yeah. standard kind of farm but there's a tv show that almost happened because okay. there was movies filmed at our house throughout these oh, really? years yes. as well and this one producer guy was like you guys are wild. We should do a pilot. So they made a pilot Like a reality for us. TV show. It was okay. going to be called Walker Hill. Never happened. Thank God. <laughs> but because of that beginning, they sent us to Nashville to write songs because they were going to have a featured song written by us on gotcha. every episode. It was kind of smart. But that show never happened. But we kept our contacts in Nashville and like Crazy. reached out to like two people of like the 10 that we met. And they were like, oh, come back down. We'll write every day for like two weeks. And then we did. And then we started going more and more and more and just... Jenna and I actually dropped out of school because our dad pulled us out of class like after a crazy summer of shows. And he was like, I think right. you need to go to Nashville and drop out. Really? And mm-hmm. We did. Wow. So it was like the farm started it, but like it was quite a journey. To so get when, did you, when did you guys first perform at the, at the farm? Like <laughs> when, did, when did you guys realize you had music in you? Or you right. Jenna, you always, Jenna always sang. I was a okay. little bit nervous. I didn't really sing that much, but I, like, I wanted to play the banjo when I was like seven. Okay. So my dad got me that. And I actually, I think I told you this, but... You're kind of the reason why I never stopped because we bought it and it was a hundred bucks and my everyone was like, 
Stewart's eight or seven. You can't spend a hundred bucks on like something like that. He's not going to use it. Jenna was like, he's going to play it once and he's never going to touch it again. <laughs> I heard her say he that in the as, back of the scene. And I was like, fuel. no, I'm going <laughs> to learn it. So I just sat like three hours a day and just yeah, lost my mind. Yeah. But that was the beginning of it. And then so wow. he would play banjo and then I would sing. And mm-hmm. then he picked up guitar and I was like, perfect. You're going to be the guitar player. Okay. Yeah. And then Come your with dad me. saw yeah. yes. opportunity. And then at yeah. the halftime show between the two races at the pig races mm-hmm. on the farm, that's where the actual first time we played for was like thousands of people and I was yeah how nervous were you that first time do you remember the first time I remember being so nervous do you guys still get nervous I'm definitely nervous this week for this weekend (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy crazy time but as soon as it starts it'll be great is anyone else so you guys are two of seven I think right there's five kids and our our parents it was like seven is is there uh, are you guys? Is there anyone else with musical talent? Or like, were you were you the music guys, or you know? Yeah, honestly, our whole family yeah. is obnoxious. Like, it's like people come over and we all. It's like a show. Like, it's like a everyone fight for, has to yeah, put on a, a show. fight for the yeah. spotlight. Yeah, we're all so loud and obnoxious. Um, but our one younger sister, her name's Georgia, she writes like crazy, like okay. really writes cool music? writing. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like write, she'll write just like her ideas and it's like poetry or just mm. like crazy, yeah, wild, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think she, and she can sing, so she has like, I can see her doing songwriting and then mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. into. She's just got to decide, way. yeah, she's got to yeah. decide that she wants to do it. How yeah. do your significant others deal with uh, at home <laughs> when the show is going on? They keep the home fires burning. For That's sure. it. Yeah. yeah, like we yeah. both like are fortunate enough to be with people that we both yeah. like, like love each other's spouses for sure. Yeah. And um, they, they come out, we call Jenna's husband, Mr. VIP. Okay. <laughs> Cause he ain't coming unless he's got the VIP. Yeah. Pass, gotcha. Know? Gotcha. And my, my fiance is starting to become Mrs. VIP. A gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Once, getting, getting used once to Once you the, get the taste of the, but I, I can really, we're from like uh, I'm an only child, but I'm okay. from uh, like a big Irish. My dad's one of 10. Oh, and wow. so okay. like, our Christmas is like, 50 people like if you don't lose your voice on Christmas yes. right. it wasn't Christmas like you, you know? leave like, like almost having a heart attack yeah. you have to like take two days to uh, sit in a room fiance by fiance has like a tiny tiny family oh, so when she, right. like, <laughs> she comes just she's gets like, bombarded right? yeah <laughs> she's great she actually deals with it great but it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but I that's, yes. what I that's why I asked you grew um, up similar you can yeah. tell you're from a big family for sure it is like a, it's the Irish way and it's just like uh, yeah eat and Eat yeah, and laugh and yeah. You speak with authority. It. It's like you're, you're when you're talking. You have to. Talking. Like if Otherwise. you don't if you don't speak loud, you don't yeah, get hurt. Exactly. You're gone. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, slowly like, disappear. Just disappear, and you can tell like the more shy people they're like in the corner having their little conversations. Right. Do you have like an Irish accent a little bit? I, I'm from. I was born and raised here. Oh, okay. But my parents. My parents came over when they were like young adults, but they still have their the accent. their accents. Mm-hmm. My my dad passed away a few years ago. Oh, but he he had a thicker accent because all he ran a soccer club here and everyone on the club was British. No. So oh, wow. when he was hanging out with his buddies his accent came like, out. Yeah. yeah. Same with my mom's on the phone with her sister, then it comes That's out. So crazy. Yeah. So yeah, which is I'm like you guys are so young when you came here, how are you still hanging on to these accents? Yeah. But, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. but yeah, it is it's it's you know, family is I mean you guys know family's like is everything. So, everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before I, I have one last question before we wrap it up. You're, mm-hmm. we're, you were going into it already this weekend. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're most excited about this weekend. Ooh, I think we're just, I'm excited to just play our own show and know that everyone in the audience is actually there for us. Right. Which we've not done in so long. Like usually you'll play a festival and mm-hmm. there'll be thousands of people in the crowd, yeah. but they might be there for... 
they're there for the next day's act or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes. But like, yeah, no, we're we're so excited to see that. Like, just the actual fact that we're at the like size of rooms that we're at. Because mm-hmm. Jen and I still believe because of the farm, I blame the farm. <laughs> we still think there's going to be like 12 people out there. Right. You know. Have you guys been to History yet? Have Never. you checked out History? No. It's cool. Is it, it you're cool? going to love it. Yeah, it's an oh. awesome venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got a catwalk. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's amazing. It was our one requirement. Cat- yeah. Catwalk. <laughs> it's amazing. Has to be. Um, it's called the Winters of Beach Tour. Winters of Beach Tour, yeah. Uh, tell me how, how you bring in, because I, I think you guys are in Toronto. Like, today is the first time I've seen the sun I know. in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, for real. Uh, tell me how you're bringing the beach to that stage. Honestly, it's more so just the vibe. <laughs> the vibe. Of, like, yes. We're, going, we're singing, a, we're definitely doing like a beach medley. Okay. In mm. the middle of Amazing. our set that are going to play like our favorite beachy songs. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, we're putting beers on like... I, I ordered them. They're brand new. These three meter long selfie sticks on strings. Like okay. We're fishing off beers, pretty much. Okay. So like oh, That's really? what it's gonna so, look yeah, like. Yeah. Like just like a really long fishing rod. Amazing. <laughs> but it's that's uh, that's another thing we're gonna. I don't know. There'll be beach balls. It'll be a little bit themed and whatnot. But the whole point is to just basically the vibe. Be like, to bring some warmth. Doesn't yeah, it we suck? Need it. Yeah. We yeah. really need it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Like this is this is awesome. Thank and, you um, so much. You're wonderful. Good luck this weekend. Oh, thank you. You guys are amazing no. too. And. Uh, <laughs> I wish all the luck this weekend. I know you guys are going to do amazing. Thank you. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. Love Thank it. You. Thank you for having us. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.